Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is the Primal Podcast. At Primal, hunting is more than just a hobby. It's a way of life. And whether you're an expert or just getting started, Primal can help make you a better hunter. Now, here's your host, Mike Avery. Welcome once again to the Primal Podcast, the presentation of our friends from Primal Tree Stands, the website primaltreestands.com, primaltreestands.com, and we are still early in our Oh, in the stages of producing this Primal Podcast, and I'm excited about every edition, every podcast we have done so far, but especially this time around, because we're talking with a guy about a subject that I love very, very much, and that's bow hunting for turkeys, and his name is Charlie Wilsey. Charlie, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing great, Mike. Thanks for having me. Hey, listen, it's a real pleasure. I know, I know you're a, a good friend of Bob Ransom from uh, Primal Tree Stands, but tell me a little bit about your background. It sounds to me like you're a guy who grew up in the outdoors in northern Michigan. Yeah, I sure did. I, I grew up in Seabood, Michigan, on the Saginaw Bay, and grew up, you know, duck hunting and fishing on the bay. Got into bow hunting really early, and uh, then I had ties up by uh, Rose City area. I've had family property up there forever. And I've just really grown into, you know, being in the outdoors and especially bow hunting. I love to bow hunt. I bow hunt whitetails and elk and turkeys, you know, all over the U.S. So I'm, I'm very blessed to be able to do that. But I just love, love archery hunting. Elk. Now you've got my attention. That sounds like a podcast for later this summer. Absolutely. Shot a nice elk in uh, Northwest Colorado last September, and I got a I got a great story I could tell you about that. Ah, uh, let's let's save that one, Charlie, and I'll look forward to doing that. That sounds great. But this time around, it's April now, and for many people, myself included, April means turkey season. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Really not much better. You can get out in the woods here in beautiful Michigan and chase these beautiful turkeys. It's uh it's fantastic. Charlie, so many people chase birds with shotgun and there's nothing at all wrong with that. What's the appeal and, and why make it even harder by bow hunting for them? Well, again, you know, so many of us diehard archery guys, and when you can when you can be out there and and hunting such a majestic animal and using your bow, I mean, there there's just nothing better. And you know, of course, it, it adds a lot more of a, a challenge. But you know, we like that, um, and especially now since 2020, when uh, the state of Michigan allows us to also hunt turkeys from an elevated stand. That works out perfect. You know, I'll, I'll spend time up in a in a tree stand here in the spring. You know, we love being up in the tree, so now we can be up there hunting in, in April and May. Um, and, and there's nothing better. It's awesome. Wow. Well, a, a lot to talk about on this edition of the Primal Podcast. And a reminder, this is the Primal Podcast, brought to you by Primal Tree Stands, the website primaltreestands.com. That's primaltreestands.com. And in a few minutes... We will tell you how you can go to that website, again, primaltreestands.com, and win a guided, all-inclusive turkey hunt in northern Michigan with our guest this time around, Charlie Wilsey, or a chance at some other prizes. Stay tuned for that. Again, we're talking with Charlie Wilsey, a hardcore hunter, uh, especially when it comes to turkeys. Charlie, let's talk about this a little bit. How do you hunt turkeys differently with a bow than you would with a gun. I mean, other than the obvious, you got a different weapon in your hand. But what's the setup? What's the approach? What's the what's the mindset? So you know, we all know, of course, turkey's vision is just absolutely incredible. So we're needing to be even more stealthy, more hidden, because now we have our bow and arrow in hand. You know, there's a lot more movement. So what I really look for, um, you know, I spend a ton of time scouting. If if you have the time. You know, and you can put it in scouting, you know, getting to your ground, you know, half hour before light, getting there at night, you know, an hour before it gets dark to find out where these birds are going to roost. Scouting, scouting, scouting. If you can do that, it just, it, it takes your chances and multiplies it by a thousand. So I, I love to scout. I love, I'll be scouting weeks before the season will start. So I'll know at a number of my different farms or wood plots, you know, I know where the birds are roosting. And as long as, you know, the predators don't get crazy on us or anything, they're going to continue to roost there as long as they feel secure. And I'm I'm just going to set myself up where I'm going to use uh, some primal ground blinds. We've got the Wraith 270. We've got the Breeze blind. They're fantastic blinds. Therefore, now you're, you're, you're inside. You're completely covered. So when I'm using a bow, I love to use a ground blind. Um, and then also now that we can be up in a tree, you know, you don't have to be up there 20 feet in the air. You want to be up, you know, high enough that you're, of course, going to, if the turkey looks up a little, but, you know, keep yourself some coverage, you can get in some pines. Um, but that, the whole, just using a bow for a turkey, it's just, it, it's awesome. You know, and I, I think it's getting more popular and I think some people should, should give it a shot. Oh, I agree with you completely, Charlie. Of all the birds I've ever killed, I think only two of them have been with a shotgun. The rest have been with a bow, either a, a recurve or a compound or even a crossbow. I, I absolutely love it. And like you, Charlie, every time I bow hunt for birds, I am sitting 
in a ground blind. Recently, it's almost always a Wraith 270 or maybe that Breeze blind. Absolutely. I mean, these, these blinds, great technology. Uh, they're very, very simple, easy to use. You know, lots of room. Uh, and, you know, as it gets warmer out, this, this, breeze, this breeze blind, as, as people get a chance and use it, you, you got to check it out. When it gets hot, you know, the mosquitoes are starting to hit you. If you can get any type of relief, that little bit of breeze, and this blind's got all air pockets below, it's got air pockets above you, and you just feel so much more comfortable in that. And that's going to help you stay on, stay on, stay on longer and just enjoy your hunt more. And, and the thing about uh, turkey hunting out of a blind, bow hunting out of a blind, unlike whitetails or bear, turkeys are not blind shy at all. You can set a blind up in the morning and have a bird come by and pecking at the edges of the blind, the, uh, the sides of the blind a half hour later. Yeah, Mike, that's an excellent point. Yeah, you don't have to, you know, spend your whitetail hunting and bear, you know, you're, you're spending so much time to get that blind brushed in, and it has to be perfect because one wrong move of not being brushed in right, there goes your hunt. And we all know you don't, we don't get a lot of chances. So it's perfect springtime. You can, you can all of a sudden get your, your hunting ground, you know, and you, you hit, say you hit your old owl hoot and, well, the birds aren't where they had been roosting. Well, something something happened. They weren't. They didn't feel comfortable, so they moved. Well, you now you just take your time. Got your blind, which sets up so easy. You don't get 200 yards away. Set that blind up. You don't have to brush it in. You're not making noise. You sit down and you just, you know, you let the the noises of the morning take over. Do you use decoys? I do. I do. I do. Beginning of the season. Um, I like to try to keep things simple. Um, I, you know, I, I like to use a tom in full strut with, uh, you know, at least one hen. And uh, that's pretty much where I'll start while, while things are getting really aggressive. And then and then as it calms down, I will change that. You know, of course, I won't have a tom at full strut. I might just have a couple hens. I might have a jake and a hen. I might have just, you know, a couple jakes. Uh, but I do use decoys. And, and the only times that I don't, Mike, is when I – and able to do enough got enough research, enough scouting, where I know what them birds are doing, and like when I'm going to set up a primal, you know, hanger set, where I know them birds are just going to do their natural feeding pattern, you know, going by, doing their clucking and their yelping, and then I won't do anything. I'm just going to be up in the air. They have no no idea I'm there, and and just let them do their natural thing. Gotcha. When you're in a ground blind though, and you're using decoys, how far? away from the blind are you setting them up you you want to keep them pretty close you know you don't you don't want to get them decoys much more than 15 yards away and and is there a is there a certain pattern or configuration i mean you talked about you know jake hen full strut decoys but is is there a, a way you position them at all does that matter yeah i i think it does i mean obviously you know, when you get that early season and, and them toms are, you know, is as aggressive as they are, they're going to see that, that tom in full strut. And they've got one thing on their mind is, you know, what's this guy think he's, he's doing in my territory? Um, but I like, to, I like to set that tom at full strut, and I want him looking at that hen. Full attention, he's showing off to the hen. So a lot of times I'll have a, um, the tom at, at full strut, and then I'll have a hen standing, and then right off of her, I'll have a hen sitting down, laying down on the ground. But I'll have that Tom looking right at them, 
and I'll have one of the hens looking at him and the other hen maybe that's sitting down looking looking away. It's interesting that you think about, you know, the positioning of how the bird is or the decoy is facing because sometimes when I when I set up just a single hen decoy, I always have her facing the blind because I want that tom to come around in front of her and put that bird right in my lap. Right. Right. No, that's a great that's a great point too. So yeah, he's going to want to come. He's going to want to come from behind, and you know, also too. Then you want to think about you know where your shot's going to be. Um, you know, depending on how open of an area you're at. Um, so yes, that's that's a really good point. Turkeys, Charlie, and I want your thought on this. Turkeys, to me, in my experience, can be surprisingly hard to kill with a bow. Oh, absolutely. It, it took me years, um, and, and and I'll admit that you know. When I first started bow hunting for him, you know, I was doing a mix. I was still using the shotgun, and then I'd use my bow. And uh, but until I really got serious and said, "Okay, you know, I've really got to, I've got to scout more. I've got to really get focused more because because it is that much more challenging, you know." Um, but it is not easy. There's no doubt about that. Turkey hunting is not easy. I mean, a lot of people say, "Oh, turkeys, you can just go out there and kill them." No, turkey hunting is 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 challenging, um, and uh, you know, but but we love it. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I know what you mean. I mean, turkeys when they're when they're dumb, they're really dumb. I've had people say, yeah. "Look, at I had to stop my truck in the middle of the road to let a couple of toms cross in full strut, gobbling their heads off." And yet, Avery, you told me you spent that same morning in a blind and never saw a bird. <laughs> Right. <laughs> how can how can a critter with a brain the size of a BB make me feel so stupid, Charlie? <laughs> well, I mean, we all know it. Look at look at these white-tailed deer. You know, I mean, these these big mature white-tails they can live so long. But you know, all of a sudden you're, you're driving down the road. You know, come middle early middle November, and you know they're running right in front of you chasing a doe. They don't yeah. care about nothing. You know, yeah. and that's the same thing about you know spring with them turkey. That Tom running across the road, that end right in front of you, you know, his only thing on his mind, Mike, at that time is, is that him. That's it. There's yeah. nothing else that matters at all. Nothing else. <laughs> and, and that's when it's the best time, you know, to kill him. Where do you want to hit a bird with a broadhead? Because I've had a couple of them that I thought were going to be wonderful shots, and I didn't recover the bird because I was off just a little bit. Yeah, you, you don't. And that's another thing. Archer, you know, you, you don't have... You don't have a lot of room. I mean, if if you shoot your bow good enough, Mike, and and you know feel good, you know you don't get the shakes when you're pulling back on an animal. You know we're we're already trying to set the decoys up. We're trying to get a 15 yard shot, which is a close shot. If you feel confident enough, you're using you know the proper broadhead, like you know the Rage Turkey broadhead, where it's giving you some some good width. I mean, I've I've shot them in right you know right in the head before. Whoa. But you have to be confident. You have to be confident. You have to be confident. But the yeah, that's not easy. You have to be <laughs> extremely confident in yourself, you know, um, and everything you got going on at that moment. You have to be almost perfect. Uh, but the the where you really want to hit that bird is there's a small the small area, upper chest upper chest area. I always tell people who I talk to about you know turkey hunting um, with a bow. Go online. Find out exactly where that is on a turkey, where you want to get into that, you know, that main kill zone, and and, and you practice that, you know, get a little uh, cutout target of a turkey, 
with your bow, you know, up to 20 yards, whatever you feel comfortable with, 25 yards, and you just, you know, you got to focus on that on that spot. Uh, you like an expandable head for turkeys? Yeah, absolutely. I, I would only say 100% use expandable. I would never tell somebody to use a fixed broadhead for turkey hunting. We're talking with Charlie Wiltsey about bow hunting for uh, turkeys on this edition of the Primal Podcast. If you would like to learn more about Primal, check out the website primaltreestands.com. That's primaltreestands.com. And coming up after a quick break here, we will tell you how you can go to that website, primaltreestands.com, and you can win an all-inclusive turkey hunting trip in northern Michigan with Charlie. That's coming up after the break. Do you want to save money on great hunting gear? Head to the Primal Tree Stands website and use my promo code Avery. You know I love that Primal Wraith 270 see-through ground blind, and their new Breeze blind is a great option too. For tree stand hunters, check out the snap sticks, rip rails, or grip stick climbing sticks. And to make your time in the stand as safe as possible, take a look at the descender. That slowly lowers you to the ground in case of a fall. All of these products and more are available on Primal Tree Stands. Just use the promo code Avery at checkout and get a great discount, including my favorite, the Wraith See-Through Blind for less than $200. That's right, one of the most popular see-through ground blinds on the market at a price you can't beat anywhere. Again, go to PrimalTreeStands.com and use the promo code Avery to get big discounts on everything on the website, including that Wraith Ground Blind for less than $200. Welcome back to the Primal Podcast. My name is Mike Avery. This time around, we're talking with Charlie Wilsey about bow hunting for turkeys. And Charlie, before the break, we were talking about your tactics, your techniques, your advice for a ground blind hunting, which I am absolutely in love with. The Wraith 270, the Breeze, my favorite blinds to use for that. But one thing you mentioned, and I have not done this yet, is bow hunting for birds from a tree stand. Tell me more about that. Yep. So, um, again, a couple of years ago, the state of Michigan allowed us to hunt turkeys from an elevated stand. So fits in perfect with, you know, us guys that, you know, love to be up in the air. So what I like to do again, scouting, scouting, scouting. So I like to find out, you know, where them birds, where that roost is going to be. So when, if I know consistently, Mike, where that roost is midday, I'll, I'll, I'll get in there quick. I'm going to get, you know, a couple hundred yards away from that roost, or if I even have enough time and I can really do some scouting through the day where I can see what their natural feeding pattern is as they go through the timber or if it's along a, you know, tree line on the fields, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll watch that and I'll, I'll keep an eye on my times and everything. So then I can either try to just hunt off that roost or I'm going to set up uh, in a hanger set where that natural pattern is, where I've seen them, you know, consistently coming through. And you don't have to get 20 feet up in the air, but you just do your, get up in your normal setup. For me, you know, being a, a big primal guy, I'm, I'm going to use my, alum, my aluminum sky spies and my aluminum rip rails and get 15 feet in the air. You know, try it. would be great if you can get in a pine tree, of course. We know these turkeys' vision. And, uh, you know, just get up in the tree and can turkey hunt turkey hunt with my bow you know up in the air in april there's nothing better 
This is actually fascinating because, you know, most of us have been in a tree stand in the fall and had a flock of birds walk underneath us. And I never thought about transferring that to my springtime hunt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's absolutely, it's fabulous. And, and again, we, you know, we know these turkeys and, and the great vision that they have, you know, now we're, now we're up in the air, you know, we, we, we'd love to be in the air in the fall. Now we get that opportunity in the spring to, to shoot a turkey from the air. I mean, it's, it's great. And I think more people, you know, I think a lot of people might don't know that illegally you can hunt turkeys from an elevated stand. At least so here, at I least here in Michigan. Right. Yep. Right. So I think as people get to know that more, um, you know, it's probably may come, become more popular, but I, I love getting up there in the primals. And you know, a lot of times I'll do a double set because I, I do a lot of times have someone with me filming, you know, we'll be hooked up to the old uh, primal descenders and just set in for a, you know, a beautiful morning or even afternoon. If I know those turkeys, their patterns coming back through as they head back to roost, you know, so, so you can easily hunt these birds up in the air in the afternoon too. It's, it's great. Do you see, uh, do turkeys tend to look up because I think most of their pre- predators are, are at ground level. Do they ever look up at you, Charlie? Well, some, you know, sometimes you'll get a few, you know, that the turkey as, as they just, when they feel comfortable and as they're just doing their natural feeding pattern through the woods, you know, through the, through the field lines, you know, they just do that normal. They're, they're yelping, they're clucking and they're, you know, they're kind of keeping everybody together, making sure everybody, you know, making their happy sounds and they pop their heads up every now and then and stuff. But yeah, what, like you said, Mike, naturally their predators are on the ground. So now you're above. So, so that's really, you know, giving you an advantage for sure. Charlie, we talked about blinds, we talked about tree stands, we talked about decoys, we talked about shot placement, about broadheads, but we have not talked about calling. What role does that play in springtime turkey hunting? Well, calling is it's, it's very important, you know, and, and a lot of people, I think especially people just get into turkey hunting, they just need to spend some time, um, go out well before the season. What would really work if they can go to, like, you know, say a state park where there's no hunting, and they can go out there with their slate call or their box call. I mean, box calls are easy. Box calls are deadly. Um, but you just want to try to keep things as simple as you can. You know, I, I like to start off with, uh, you know, just a nice standard yelp call. You want to raise that volume up. You want to raise it low. But you don't You don't want to get crazy. You know, you hear some of it. Sometimes these people are just, you know, they're going really high. They're going low. They're going high. You know, you, you want to just keep a nice gradual pattern with some ups and downs. You know, yelping, throwing, you know, throwing some clucks. You know, then of course, as as you get as you get going, and hopefully you're getting some response. You know, you want a really nice, friendly purr, so you'll do some clucks and and purrs together. And you know, that's all just um, pretty much manipulating these turkeys. They're just they're feeding. You know, they're 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 content, they're happy, and you just don't want to get too carried away with it. But but you, you got to practice. You, you know, you want to feel comfortable before you go in the woods. That you're that you're going out there and you're you're making the proper sounds. It is easy to get carried away with calling, though, because it's one of these activities where you can have direct interaction with a critter. So when you call and a bird gobbles back, the tendency for a be, for I was going to say for beginning hunters, but myself included, is sometimes to overcall just because it's so much fun. <laughs> Mike, I. I think all of us that love to turkey hunt have been doing it a long time. We, we all catch ourselves over calling because, yeah, it, it's the greatest feeling when you hear that 
that time go off, you know, and, and, and you're kind of, you, you just want to hear it more. So you want to, you know, feed him, but, but yet also you just got to kind of remember sometimes you got to take a deep breath and say, okay, you know, I just got to settle down here a little bit and let this happen a little more naturally, but, but still stay, you know, you want to keep that time. You want to keep him focused on you. So you got to stay active, but you just don't want to overdo it. And, and that's the true magic of calling is you got to know when to call enough and not too much. You want to, you want to, once you get the bird's response, like you say, you want to keep him interested. You want to keep him coming. But if you call too much, you're going to turn him right off. Oh yeah. He's going to, he's made, he's going to make a really quick left or right. And he's going to be out if you, if you get too aggressive. And, And a lot of it is, you know, just being out there spring after spring after spring. And, and being able to have that live interaction. You know, you can call all day long throughout the entire season, but if you get out in the field and you're in areas where there's no, no turkeys and you don't get to have that interaction with a live bird, you don't get to learn, you know. But it's, uh, And that's a whole other thing that's so hard about turkey hunting. You know, I mean, we're, we're calling to these birds that, you know, for the majority of the time we're not seeing them. You know, we don't know what they got around them. We don't know if they've got hot hens with them. We don't know what's happening. So it's it's challenging, but uh, you just got to be able to get out there, and, and the more you can do it, the better you're gonna you're, you're better you're gonna get at it. Uh, one more calling question for you: When you're out there first thing in the morning, the most beautiful hour of the day, as you're waiting for the sun to come up and it get light and the woods come alive, and you hear that first bird gobble on the roost, and then his buddy sounds off too. Do you call back to them and let them know you're there, or do you keep quiet till they hit the ground? Mike, this is a, a big question, and I 100%, soon as I hear them, I want them to know that I am there, 100%. I mean, I'm going to be on it almost immediately. I want them up in the tree being like, ooh, whoa, we got a, we got a really interested, uh, you know, hen down here. So I, I, right away, right away. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you there, Charlie. I've had some conversations with people, and like you say, it can go back you know, either way. But that's what I think, too. I want those birds to know that I am there so they can think about, okay, when we fly down, we might want to go that direction. Oh, absolutely. Because they can go, obviously, a lot, the, the majority of the direction away where you're not at. So I want them to know where I'm at. Um, you know, and, and that comes along, too. You don't want to overdo it, but you, you want to stay, stay consistent. And you want it, you want to be able to keep that bird's attention while he's still up in the tree. So once he hits ground, his only thought process is he's going to where you are. He's going to what he's been hearing. And, and if you pay attention, Charlie, the birds will tell you how much you should be calling on a given day, and that'll change from day to day, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. That, no, that's that's a great call there, Mike. Absolutely, you've got to pay attention to you know how aggressive they're feeling, you know, and that's all depends upon, of course, how early in the season we are, you know, the weather, um, you know, all of that plays a factor. So, yeah, you want to listen to them, um, and if they're really being active, especially on the roost, then that's even more of a green light for you to be active. Well, Charlie, obviously you're a very passionate uh, turkey hunter and very good turkey hunter, and I love the fact that you have uh, partnered with the folks at Primal to give away an all-inclusive uh, turkey hunt in northern Michigan with you as the guide. Tell me more about that. Yeah, we're we're super excited about this. Uh, Bob Ransom, the owner, and 
Um, Ellie Holmes, our social media girl, very talented lady. We, we've come up with this primal, all-inclusive turkey hunt giveaway. Uh, again, like I said, we're super stoked about this. And um, basically what, what we got is uh, the first place winner is going to get on an all-inclusive hunt where they'll be able to bring a guest. It's going to be in beautiful Ogama County, where I reside. Um, I'll be their, their number one contact, and they're going to be staying in a beautiful log cabin uh, back in the woods overlooking a creek. And uh, they'll stay there the first night, and we'll be hunting. They get their lodgings free. We're going to have some really good dinners. I mean, we're going to put the, the red carpet out for, for this hunter and guest. And uh, we're just super excited about it. There's also going to be a second place um, winner that's going to win one of these breeze warm weather blinds like we talked about. These these blinds are fabulous. Warm weather, the airflow that they create, great blind. That's a, that's the a breeze warm weather blind. And then third place is going to be two descenders, which I don't go up in the tree unless I'm hooked up to a primal descender. Uh, just an absolute great great device so charlie tell me tell me about this hunt you got a a wonderful giveaway what are the dates on this thing all right so the dates are going to be um for for the hunt itself is may may 8th through the through the 11th that's that's for the hunt itself we've been talking about bow hunting is is this a bow hunter could somebody come in and hunt with a shotgun too oh yeah either or if they want a bow hunt i think that's great you know they're going to have a we're going to have a chance, of course, we're going to be hunting in the rafts. We could possibly hunt in the uh, in the breeze, depending upon temperatures. If they want to be up in an air, I'm going to have some sets set up do it with my scouting that we know that we could get on some birds by being up in a tree stand. So it's going to be totally up to them. You know, like I said, the, the carpet, the red carpet's going to be laid out for them. It's just going to be a great opportunity for them, Mike. Charlie, it sounds like a lot of fun. I'm sure whoever wins this hunt is going to have a great time hunting with you. Well, I, I think so, too, Mike. It's going to be a great experience for everyone, and uh, I know I'm looking forward to it. I know everybody at Primal is looking forward to it, and uh, we, you know, we appreciate uh, you and helping us get this out because it's going to be a great event. On that note, we will wrap up this edition of the Primal Podcast. Again, thank you to Charlie Wiltsey for his advice on bow hunting for birds and a reminder, you can win an all-inclusive hunt with a guest with Charlie in northern Michigan, all you have to do is go to the website, primaltreestands.com, primaltreestands.com. On the homepage, there's a button, there's a banner you can click on. You can only enter once. You have through Thursday, April 7th at 7 p.m. Eastern time to enter. Thursday, April 7th, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And we will announce the winner Friday at noon on Friday the 8th. And again, the hunt is May 8th through 11th in northern Michigan. Make sure you check this out. Make sure you get in on a chance to win because this is going to be a great hunt. Oh, now you've now Charlie's got me all excited for turkey season. I I, I got to go shoot my bow. My name is Mike Avery, and I look forward to talking with you next time right here on the Primal Podcast. that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western a mule there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv